0: Hello and welcome to the Planting Hope Ireland podcast. This is Pastor Charles Hume. Hope you're having a blessed day. I've had a good day today and I uh, just want to talk with you uh, listeners, whoever would listen to this podcast, about well a subject that I actually spoke to a church in Germany about last night. Uh, I didn't go to Germany, I am still in Ireland, but I, through our technology we have today, I was able to speak to them uh, in Germany last night, and I I want to uh, speak to you on the same subject here today, share this with you, won't be the same as last night, but you wouldn't know that, for you didn't hear it, so... So it doesn't really matter to you, I suppose. But I'm going to look at something from the book of James, or at least I'm going to read some texts from the book of James, chapter one. And we're going to start with that. It'll give us some some direction, and we'll just see how it turns out by the help of the Lord. Uh, if you're listening to this podcast, why well, leave some comments? If you want to, on the you can do it through the on the podcast. Probably, depending on the platform you're using, I think you can comment to me, and I can uh, respond to, back to you. Or you could email me at plantinghopeireland at gmail. dot com, and uh, we'll we'll talk about it. So here we are. I, I want to share. I shared with them last night. What I was feeling on my heart, but I still feel to share it on this podcast. Um, And again, it'll be different for last night. I spoke some things specific, probably uh, to that church. That's the leading of the Holy Ghost will help us. But I trust by the help of the same spirit, the spirit of God, that uh, I can say something here today that will be profitable to your faith to your walk with God and or to, to to um encourage you to begin a walk with God. Um I feel like this podcast is and will be listened to by many who are not familiar with uh, Pentecost, Pentecostals and Apostolic Pentecostals. Uh and this Holy Ghost experience, the new birth experience. It's going to be uh, different, maybe, than many of the people in Ireland are accustomed to. But it's in your Bibles. It is in the 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 Holy Bible, and uh, I can prove all the doctrine that I preach from this Bible. I don't exercise practice. Or, or preach anything that I cannot prove through the scriptures. And um, so anyway, we're going to go to the book of James. Chapter 1, verses 26 and 27. And I'm reading from the King James Version Bible. And it reads like this. If any man among you seem to be religious and bridleth not his tongue, but deceiveth his own heart, this man's religion is vain. Pure religion and undefiled before God and the Father is this, to visit the fatherless and widows in their affliction and to keep himself unspotted from the world. Now, those two verses are are. are there's some specific things in there, especially in verse twenty six, but it also is pretty broad. We could talk about a lot of things, and I'm not going to cover all that uh, it it covers here i'm I'm just using it as a as a little good starting point for what I want to talk about, and that is religion or an experience, and that's a question. Or we may expound on it and say, do we do we have or do you want just to have religion? Do you want religion to be religious or do you want to have an experience with God? Now, you may not understand why I would separate it like that. Because I know uh, the definition of religion can cover an experience with God. But generally, I believe when most people think of religion, what comes to your mind is probably some of the prominent religions of our world. Um, I believe uh, Catholicism, I believe, is the number one religion in the world. There's more followers of Catholicism than any other religion in the world. Uh, and then there's, there's numerous other uh, religions, um, and I, I'm I'm no scholar in all the different religions and practices, and so forth. And I'm not interested in being either, because, as far as when I'm talking about religion, now James said there is pure religion, there is a pure religion, and I hope you can follow the way I'm putting this uh there is a pure religion and that is what is acceptable to God that's what pleases God that's what God himself designed it's what he he created and he set forth in his word and intends for us to to obey to follow to to pursue to seek out um that's we're going to look at that as pure religion but there's also just simply being religious and that could be any kind of man-made religion. And I'm not accusing anybody in, or any particular religion here of being uh, totally man-made. Um, but there are a lot of religious beliefs and customs that are, that are being practiced that are man made they are not in the bible nowhere many things we could name many things they are nowhere found in the scriptures and you say well there's a lot of things the scriptures may not say uh they don't say they don't seem to cover and that that may be true but these practices some of them go beyond and they the the bible does not say to to do it to keep it to observe it or whatever it may be and matter of fact they go on those activities actually go on and are against the scriptures and that's where we have a problem that's where we have a problem so so the fact is this i'm not interested in being religious i'm not interested in rituals And customs and just dead, dry, habitual customs, traditions of men. The Bible talks about the traditions of men. Jesus talked about the traditions of men. Um, I'm not interested in things that doesn't move God and it caused God to move me. I'm not talking about motions and memorized prayers and repetition and repeating things and observing certain holy days and eating certain things and not eating certain things on certain days, etc., on and on. There is a little bit of teaching in the Scripture pertaining perhaps to fasting, um, but there's not near as much in your Bibles as what you see being taught in a lot of mainstream religion and I'm not interested in that and but that is not a matter of opinion that's just not my preferred way and that I would need to keep it to myself the fact is this when you begin to study the scriptures you will find god is not interested in it either he's looking for a relationship with his people that's genuine He's not interested in this dead, dry ritual. God loves us, and he wants us to love him. He loves us, and he wants a relationship with us, a walk with him, a relationship with him where we commune together, we walk together, we talk together. That is the thing that God desires. He wants our heart. Even David, the psalmist, who was under the Old Testament law, with all the burnt offerings and the sacrifices, and you know, and they brought their things to the temple, and and he even commented, "You're not interested. Burnt offerings and sacrifices. God's not interested in that." I believe it's Psalms 51. You can read it. Isaiah talks about it. in Different places in the the writings of the prophets that God is not interested in just those offerings. They had a purpose back in their time, but what he wanted was the love of man. He wanted the affection of man. He wanted the heart of man, not just to go through the motions. Anybody can go through a bunch of religious motions, but God wants something that it's 24-7. When we wake up in the morning, we're talking to him, we're thinking on him, as we go through our day, you know he's walking with us and, and he uses us and speaks through us. And it's even more, it's an experience. I'm not interested in being religious, but I am interested in a relationship with God. I, am, I have had an experience in many just like me. I'm nothing special. I know that. I'm just another human being just like anyone else. But I've had an experience with God. And I know many, many, many people. There's hundreds and thousands, even millions in our world that have had the same experience with God that you don't just talk about go through religious ritual. There is a moving of the Spirit. There is a moving in our church services of the Holy Ghost. We were having service the other day. And we had a visitor come, first time in our service, being there. And there was just a few of us there in this service. And and uh, she said after the service, she said, I felt the presence of God before, but I have never felt him like that. I have never felt the presence of God like that. God moves in wonderful and powerful ways. I'm talking about being born again. I'm talking about being filled with the Holy Ghost. I'm talking about what happened. Get you a Bible and read what happened in Acts chapter 2. Start reading in chapter 1 if you'd like. Read Acts chapter 1 and read Acts chapter 2. And that Holy Ghost experience, they received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And that experience is, is still happening all around the world Every day, somewhere, people are receiving the Spirit of God in the same way as that early church did and those apostles did. And it is powerful. It is wonderful. It is joy, unspeakable and full of glory. We're not going to a place that is, when we go to church, we don't go to a place that's just a fancy building and and cold and formal and boring. Amen. It's alive. There's power. There's a moving of the Holy Ghost. There's excitement. There's joy. Amen. And neither is it charismatic in the way we use that term as referring to many charismatic movements. Amen. There's a lot of fakes out there. There's a lot of imitators. We're not talking about that either. We're talking about the genuine. Amen. The real deal. Amen. We ain't interested in faking it. We ain't interested in acting like we got something. We want to have the real deal. And we have a genuine experience with God. It's between us and God. No man can give it to you. No man can teach it to you. As far as, you know, they, they, some people, they teach people to speak in tongues. You can't teach anyone to speak in tongues. That comes from God only. It's as the Spirit gives utterance just like in Acts chapter two. So I'm getting ahead of myself. But religion is in itself, man-made religion. That's what I'm talking about. When man gets involved, when carnal man gets involved, he may start with the Bible and he starts reading scriptures, but then his carnal mind starts putting things into it it becomes, he will take something that is very wonderful wonderful and powerful, and he'll make it cold and carnal. Amen. And that's, that's against God, despises that. He wants to see hearts and lives changed, people delivered. We don't need a religion that makes an excuse for our sin. I don't need a religion that tells me, well, you can't help but sin." You can't help but sin. You can be an alcoholic. You can continue being an alcoholic. They don't offer you any way from being, getting out of that. You still, you still are addicted to alcohol, addicted to drugs, addicted to cigarettes, addicted to prescription drugs, uh, addicted to pornography. Uh, you know a lot of problems we can have. Amen and. Or, Cursing and and anger problems and uh, things like that—all kinds of problems our human nature we can have—and they tell us, well, you know, just just confess or just do this or do that, or learn to live with it, basically. But that ain't what God's interested. He changes our nature. He changes our very nature. He will deliver us. From alcohol, he'll deliver us from pornography. He'll deliver us from cigarettes. He'll loose the chains. He'll set us free. He will. He will. I used to to curse all the time. I cursed and cursed, and uh, I, I did it all the time. But when God filled me with the Holy Ghost, that was over six. That was some. What is this? About sixteen years ago. Amen. I was filled with the Holy Ghost. And I have not said a curse word since. I've not cursed since. And uh, even when I got angry, even when I was frustrated, even when I smashed my finger with a hammer, you know, those sudden unplanned times, I still never cursed. I can only thank God. I can only boast in the power of Jesus to change our very nature. Religion doesn't give you that. A religion gives you a Band-Aid. Amen. Oh, well, I'm in Ireland. You know what a Band-Aid is, probably. A plaster. Band-Aid's a brand of plasters. It only gives you a plaster. Amen. It only gives you something, but Jesus will give you the cure. He will give you the cure, being born again of water and of spirit. The carnal man loves idolatry. That's just our fallen nature is to go into idolatry. Uh, But the Bible strictly and repetitively preaches and teaches against the worship of idols, the kissing of the images and worshiping and praying to images. I know this may, may seem shocking and strong to you, but that's strictly against the Word of God. It's been that way since the beginning. We're not idol worshipers. We do not pray to images. When you see one that's a concrete and stone image, that's exactly what it is. It's concrete and stone. It doesn't do anything. It does not speak. Read in the Bible. Read in the book of Isaiah. Read about what Jeremiah said. They don't move unless man moves them. They don't speak. They don't hear. They do nothing. They're they're mute. They're deaf. But there is a living God that is omnipresent, meaning he's everywhere. He feels all things. He's omnipresent. He's omniscient. And he's omnipotent. He is all present everywhere, all present. He is all powerful. He's all knowing. Amen. He feels the universe. You can talk to him anywhere, anytime. Amen, i have known of people who have received the baptism of the Holy Ghost, had an experience with God, their own personal Pentecost while they were out feeding pigs. They were out and another was out in the, feeding his chickens in the chicken house. And he, he got to praying and God filled him with the Holy Ghost. Uh, there's just all kinds of stories and wonderful ways God moves. But he said, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Amen. Religion doesn't give you that. Just pure religion will. It's a definite experience with God. It is what happened on the day of Pentecost in Acts chapter 2 is still going on. It's never stopped. Men have moved away. Mainstream religion has moved away, amen, from what God set forth in this Bible. But, he, but there are many believers throughout history who have continued to believe in those old paths in that way that is right and they are still being filled with the Holy Ghost, still being set free of sin. Amen. But men love, they love religion. That's the trouble. They like to, to put on their garments and, and act like they are so pious and so holy. And uh, that's, the, that's the world. Understand that's the world Jesus came into. Read your Bible. Look at Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. Read the Gospels. You may hear of them, and you may have prayed unto them. You may hear about them and see images of them, but read their writings. Have you ever read their writings? When you read them and you find the words of Jesus, you see the world Jesus came into. He came into a religious world. They loved to stand on the corners praying, to be seen of men. They they when they fasted, they they done it in such a way that everybody knew they were fasting, because they sought the 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 attention of men. When they give money offerings and paid their tithes, they done it so that they could have the attention of men. They 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 enlarged the borders of their garments. They went around. Praying long, repetitive prayers. Because, oh, well, ain't they so holy? Ain't they so holy? But Jesus, he turned their world upside down. And he showed them it ain't all about that. It's He's looking further than that stuff. And he told them. You can read it. He addressed everything that I just spoke of. Amen. And, and uh, he's talking about the heart. Jesus talks to the heart. He's interested in a genuine relationship, not motions, not just ritual, not customs, but something that will change our life, something that will cause us to be moved and stirred that we will never be the same again, that going to the house of God to worship is the thrill of our week. It ought to be. If any of you that are listening to this are born again, being able to go to church ought to be the highlight of your week. Amen. Your time with God ought to be the supreme uh, time of your week. If it isn't, then you need to get down and pray and, and seek the face of God and get yourself back to where you once was or you need to be. Amen. So. We need, we need the experience with God. I don't want to ever lose it. When I go to the house of God, amen, I'm going to worship him just like Jesus said, in spirit and in truth. And when we worship him, the presence of God ought to be there. We ought to feel him. He ought to be moving, touching lives, touching hearts, stirring us and blessing us. I'm glad I received the Holy Ghost. Amen. I don't know what God saw in me, but, uh, well, he didn't. I know what it is. He knew I was lost. He knew I was desperate. When I come to God, I didn't look for religion. Someone said for, to me the other day, well, they said, I'm not a religious man. And I got to thinking about it, and I thought, you know what? I'm not either. When I came into this, I was 24 years old. I wasn't interested in religion. I couldn't care le- I couldn't have cared less about religion then, and I couldn't care less about it today. But I was what I came. To, what I was interested in was God. I wanted to find God. I needed help. I didn't need religion. I needed help. I didn't need money. I needed help. I needed healing in my soul. I needed deliverance from addictions that I could not break. I needed a healing of a broken heart. I was desperate. I considered suicide. I was working and I was standing on top of a nine story building. I was a hospital and I was working on the roof and I walked over the edge and the devil spoke to me and said, why don't you throw yourself off here and just throw yourself off and all your pain will be over. But then God spoke to me. Right after the devil said, and he said to me, all he said was, why don't you give me a try? And I knew who he was. I knew that was the voice of the Lord. I was a sinner. I wasn't religious. I wasn't doing anything for God. I hadn't prayed, no telling how long. But God had mercy on me. And I turned away from the edge of that building and I said, all right, I will. Because I I just didn't really, I thought about suicide, but I just didn't really quite want to die. I thought maybe there's some hope. Well, I had a mother that was praying for me. I had a father that prayed for me. Others in my life had prayed for me and God heard their prayers. And he had mercy on me. And if you're listening to this, you're having you've had God has had mercy on you, and you've got people that pray for you. You may not even know who they are, but they're praying for you and God hears prayers when we pray in the name of Jesus, He hears, but He set me free, He loosed me of the addictions I had, He healed my heart, He turned my whole life around. He give me a joy and a peace, and I have a family now, and I wouldn't trade this walk with God for the world. It ain't all easy, but it's worth it. It's not all a bed of roses, as we say, but it is worth it. So I'm going to wrap this up here. Not a long episode here, not a lot of scriptures but I'm just speaking to you of my own personal experience and from the Word of God that there is an experience with God. You don't have to just go be religious. You don't have to just learn a bunch of stuff about being religious. What you do have to learn is about Jesus. you got to learn about God himself. you got to read his Word. Find you a Bible. If you need a Bible, don't know how to get a Bible, get in contact with me plantinghopeireland at gmail.com, or you can leave a comment on this podcast. I'll get back to you. But we need a relationship with Jesus. We don't need dead religion. That was the problem. Jesus came into the world. There were Pharisees and Sadducees. The Apostle Paul was even one of them. He had to reject all those old religious ways. But he had an experience with God. And so has many, 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 many others since then. God bless you. I hope this has touched your heart and spoke to you. Amen. Have a great week. Remember, get in touch with me. And uh, keep on praying. Keep on looking up. Jesus is soon to come back. God bless.